Hello and welcome to Top Fives, the show of everything Top Fives, presented by The Sex Effects. I'm Joey Prati. And I'm Sean Day. And today on our show... Game of Thrones. We're going to talk about our top five all-time favorite Game of Thrones moments. Um, it's going to be a really tough list, but I'm excited to get through it. I'm excited to hear your list, Jonathan Day. And um, But first, how are you? How is everything in the world of daytime? <laughs> it's very, very warm and sticky and hot out here in Los Angeles. But uh, I, yeah, I'm doing great, man. Just enjoying the uh, the sun and the weather. Excited to have a day off today to do this podcast. So, yeah, Most ex- excellent. Yeah, man, it's freaking it's freaking awesome. I'm really excited to uh, talk Game of Thrones. Finally, I think the last uh, episode we were talking about, um, you know, our our favorite parts about Game of Thrones, and I think we decided to do a top five about it. So, yeah, man, yeah. super excited. Um, but as usual, just uh, life is is uh, is just going, and um, yeah, man, still hanging cool. in there. <laughs> How about you, Joe? Um, you know, life—it's like a box of chocolates. It's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> one, sometimes you get a coconut and you got to spit it out, but that's okay. And uh, it's a bit nutty. It's a bit nutty, but, but that's okay. No, um, life's <laughs> life's good, man. Uh, I'm gonna start my new job. I go in tomorrow for four hours and then I start on Monday. Um, and yeah, so just soaking up the, uh, the last bits of summer that I'll have ever. Uh, Cause <laughs> this is a, this is a full-time gig. I'm not even going to, I'm not going to get like summers or, or winter breaks off anymore. Yeah. So it's RIP to that, to that <laughs> phase of my life. Um, but yeah, pretty good. Did some, got up early, um, got a coffee or got a tea rather. Got a uh, got a breakfast burrito Dang from Isidros. Oh, and, dude, uh, super jealous. You should be. It was fucking super great. Jealous. And then I walked <laughs> down to uh, the record store by my house, Recycled Records, and uh, did some hunting. So that was pretty cool. Nice. Did you yeah. uh, find and kill some great records? Dude, they had they had a version of the Empire Strikes Back vinyl that I got you. Um, oh shit! I thought about it. And then I found a Raiders of the Lost Ark, like in perfect condition. Um, but I wound up going with a, I'm embarrassed to say, a Green Day 45. Um, but it had uh, 2,000 Light Years Away, which I'm, I've been a, always been a really big fan of that song. Oh, cool, dude. And um, early versions of Basket Case and She from like, a, they, they played it like on the, on the radio in, in the UK. So it's an import. So it's pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. I th- you know what? I think I ha- I still have one of your your Greeny records. I think. Uh, which one do I have? Oh shit! Was it Kerplunk? I think it was Kerplunk. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we'll definitely have to do some more uh, some more trading next time we see each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, I don't think I've picked up anything recently, but I don't know, man. We'll see. I might. I know there's a couple of record stores around the area. Oh yeah, I took you to some last time. We yeah, it was so. a very cool shop. Um, found that Aretha Franklin record yeah they had some like they had some really cool stuff there i was i was excited yeah who is it poobah records i think that's how it's that's pronounced i love it it's off of colorado but uh yeah dude excited uh man we should do uh did we do any top fives for records yet we did like, we did top, top five. five favorite records but i favorite was thinking maybe band. next show top five track one side ones i don't know yes oh yes and there are plenty of them out there there are 
We're going to have a feast. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shall we get to our list, sir? Yes. Oh, man. Game of Thrones. Right on. Um, would you like to, to lead us off, or shall I? How, would, how, how are we going to do this? How do we how do we do it last time? Did I go first last time? I don't I don't remember. Oh fuck. Okay, how about this, Joe? You go first. Okay, yeah. fuck. Uh, <laughs> we say this every show, but seriously, this list was so hard because honestly, I could have done this list made up of all season six moments. Like oh, But I didn't I didn't want, you know, I didn't want to be exclusive to season six. Um I recently just rewatched the entire series start to finish. And um so I, I wanted to pick, you know, maybe maybe some some smaller moments, um, more character kind of things. Um, but I, I think my number five spot is uh, I think it's in season three. OK, uh, Tyrion takes pod Tyrion and Bronn take pod to the brothel. Um, Oh yeah, and I remember that one. It's fantastic because Tyrion's like Pod, and he's talking about this one lady, and then a prostitute like comes from behind the drapes, and then Tyrion moves over to the other side of the room, and he starts talking about another chick, and another chick comes from behind the drapes, and like I think Pod winds up with like four or five uh, prosts, as Matthew McConaughey says in True Detective, she was a prost, <laughs> um, and and then they leave, and then. Later in the episode, Pod comes back with Tyrion's money. And Tyrion was like, no, you're supposed to pay them. And he's like, they wouldn't accept it, my lord. And Bronn and Tyrion are so incredibly puzzled by this. They're like, why would a whore not accept money? And um, it turns out Pod is just really good at sex. And um, Tyrion, <laughs> Tyrion pours them each a glass of wine and he says, details. We need lots of details. <laughs> um, and like for a show that never is 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 so dramatic and so down all the time the times that the show is funny it's very funny so yeah. um oh yeah i i just remember laughing very very hard at this so this is my number five spot was uh pod bringing the sex uh, <laughs> so, yeah i i like how they've kept his character um you know throughout uh throughout the show too man like he's definitely grown and like developed and you know, he's a squire right now and he's been through some battles too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, those, you're, you're totally right. Like those little, like those, uh, funny and like light moments, the, to kind of counter, counteract, counterbalance all the, uh, dramatic and all the deaths and murders and stuff. Yeah. That goes with Game of Thrones. <laughs> Such a dire, dire to, show. Yeah. <laughs> so that's cool, dude. I, that's a good one. I like, I like that. I, uh, I think, uh, Funny enough, most of my list is uh, some pretty depressing <laughs> shit that happens. In oh, Game we'll, of Thrones, we'll so. get there. <laughs> we'll get to we'll the depressed. Get there. I should say before we go any further, that was a very light, light spoiler. But obviously, this whole episode is going to be spoiler filled. So if you haven't watched Game of Thrones, oh, yeah. I don't know what's the matter with you. Go watch it. <laughs> but don't listen to this podcast if you haven't already seen Game of Thrones. So, yes. Having said that, Shawnee, what is your number five? Uh, this one's a big one that happened in season five. <gasps> uh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, this one is the Battle of uh, Hardhome. Ooh. Um, where the Night's Watch and the uh, the Wildlings kind of team up together 
put aside their differences to uh, to somewhat, uh, I guess, ward off and battle um, the um, the White Walkers, man, and just the 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 introduction of the the Night King and like his powers and that scene at the end where he's just lifting his hands and you know after the battle and, and you see all of like the people who have fallen start to rise up and it just gives you a um a glimpse and definitely a uh an idea of how you know how much of a threat the the night the the white walkers are uh to the rest of the kingdom and you know only Jon Snow and the Night's Watch and part of the north really knows about this threat but all the other people are just off trying to get the throne and try to betray each other and everything. Yeah. So I know that's, it's, it's such a, you know, pinnacle moment, um, to show like, you know, this, this is, you know, it's kind of foreshadowing, you know, this is going to be the big kind of threat. Um, I would think in the, in the last, you know, one or two seasons of the show. So yeah, dude, that part was crazy, dude. That was and a then you, you, fucking bananas fight, dude. It was yeah. so well and done. It, and you, yeah, and then you see the the like the you know the bodies you know start to rise up, and you just see all these people who are dead, and you could just tell like God, this you know this these guys are like I feel like are unbeatable if they're you know have all this 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 huge dead army, and then that great part where like Jon Snow's just staring at the the king and um, oh yeah you know, like push pushing away on the boat, and he's just like God, this is you know you could just see it like this is a huge threat that we have to face sooner or later. So um yeah that was that was a crazy episode and I can't remember if that was that wasn't the season series no that was No that, I think it was probably an episode 9 kind of thing. Yeah yeah which I always feel like episode 9 uh or I guess I mean 8 or 9 for each season's always like that that one big episode. Yeah yeah a lot of the seasons so um so yeah that was a big one and um as far as shocking moments in Game of Thrones and kind of memorable moments, I thought that was one that stood out for me. And they even that introduced that female character who you thought, oh, is this going to be Jon Snow's new love interest? And you immediately oh, like, yeah. like her and fall in love with her, and then, bam, she becomes a White Walker. Um, yeah, and, they, and I love that. They, like, show that. They show her, and she's all, you know, the eyes are blue and everything, and, and, uh, and that, that just shows, you know, like, you know, they just met, they just introduced that character. They just met that character and, and all of a sudden, you know, the, the tides have changed and, you know, it's like this huge threat is, is coming upon them. So it's, and then, you know, of course the whole like, um, wildlings and, and the night's watch, like their, you know, in the past seasons, their conflict together and, and their past and, you know, they've, the, 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 um, wildlings have always been, you know, they're like the savages, right? right? And they're, you know, they've always been, you know, they're, they're enemies. They're all considered enemies. And it's, it's interesting how that episode also brought together, you know, they had to decide, hey, we need a band together to face this bigger threat. And I thought that was a very important part of the show, too, as well. This, you know, to show like some of these, some of these differences have to be settled and put, you know, kind of put to bed because, you know, there's some, there's some other crazy thing coming after us that we need to survive. So, um, absolutely. Yeah. It's big, mo- big moments. That's my number five, dude. Excellent. Hard yes. home. Hard I home. love it. Hard home. Um, my number four, gosh, this is, I'm still like, all right. Number four for me is season four. See, I think season three and season four, Arya is with the hound and, oh yes, they have this wonderful journey. It's, it's one of my all time favorite pairings on the show. Um, they play off each other so well. 
And, you know, for a whole season, they're trekking to the Vale. You know, they're trying to find Lazarin of the Vale and everything, and they get there. And Lazarin is dead. And it's this fucking moment of black humor, gallows humor, and Arya just busts out laughing. And <laughs> I think, one, I think it's an incredible accomplishment as an actress because it's very hard to laugh on command like that. And I think that speaks to uh, Maisie Williams' talent. But yeah, it's so it speaks so much to her character. You know, she's been through all this shit and she was finally going to get some relief. And nope. And what she doesn't get fucking angry. She just laughs, you know, <laughs> and uh, I thought that moment was so just fucking pitch perfect. I love that so much. So um, Ari and the Hound showing up to the Vale. Disaster laughing. That is that is number four. <laughs> Yeah, I really I really like their dynamic together. You know, it's like he was almost like the babysitter for her. And then, you know, she was trying to become her own. And, you know, she had her list of people, right, to kill. And she was so determined. And, you know, he kind of saw that in her. And uh, Shawnee, you, know, you, but, you just came up with a brilliant Saturday Night Live sketch. How <laughs> how in the babysitter? Could you the babysitter. could you imagine that shit? That would be awesome. That would be so fantastic. (laughs) I'm here to babysit. (laughs) Where's the chickens? Let me eat the chickens. (laughs) Oh, man. I love the Hound's character. And I I love how they they brought him, you know, they brought him back. Yeah. To seek seek more vengeance, you know. I'm so excited to see. I hope him and Arya hook back up. Oh, yeah. I hope so, too. I hope they team up together. Um... And I feel like they've, because she kind of like left him there to like perish, right? Yeah. But she, I felt like she wasn't really sure if he was dying or, you know, just, she just left him, left him, you know, leave him be or whatever. Yeah. And um, so I, I don't know if that was like a sign of kind of like that mutual respect, like, hey, you can either die or, or survive this. And then, you know, sooner or later, our, cro- you know, our paths will cross again. So totally. Um, but yeah, well, it's probably one of my favorite um, pairings in the show, too, as well. So so brilliant. Cool, dude. So good. So brilliant. Um, <laughs> Shawnee, what's your number four? Uh, number four. This is probably the best payoff of this last season. Ooh. Um, more so than Joffrey's death, which I thought was a little... Un- it, it was uh, sold a little short on us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I gotta say. But uh, Ramsey Bolton's death um, via some uh, hounding dogs. <laughs> they won't eat me. Ordered... They're loyal beasts. Yeah. <laughs> we were just waiting for it because, uh, you know, the Battle of the Bastards episode was probably one of my probably one of my favorite episodes in television overall. That and um, the last uh, the Winds of Winter, like those are the it's the best back to back episodes like fuck i i could watch that shit on repeat so good and i feel like we've as game of thrones uh fans we were waiting for something like that yeah uh, especially especially after the slow burn from the season five i would think um but yeah ramsey bolton that guy was a really i mean he pushed the envelope of of you know kind of filling in that character of the sadistic you know like joffrey's character like the person who just you know, he has no morals. He has, he has, you know, he's, he, he takes fun out of torture. You know, he has a lot of fun out of torturing people and, 
and just has this um, this really sadistic mindset to him. Yeah, and and you could tell with you know his you know his um, interactions with Sansa and you know she really despised him and you know he uh, I don't know he was just a real uh, just I hated that character and yeah. but you know you you loved seeing you know him uh, on on screen because you you wanted to see what else he can do and you know what el- what other fires he can start you know and then things with like Theon and and Reek. And that whole thing, and like, I mean, who the fuck cuts off someone's dick, man, and, <laughs> and then mails it and to sends his dad. it in a box to their family? I mean, that's <laughs> that that topped it all off. And it's like, dude, you have no respect for anyone. I'm sorry, my lord. And I'm sorry. <laughs> what is your name? I'm Rick. What is your name? <laughs> Rick. Theon Greyjoy, and he's like slaps him out of it. Oh, dude. But then, yeah, and then he kills like his father or his, you know, his um, yeah, Roose Bolton, his father, and. Fucking yeah, dead. so it's like those those moments. It's just like wow, this this character. There's no going back, man. That guy is, you know, he's he he cannot. He's not a redeemable person. He he is, you know, pure evil. Yeah, um, and he kind of brought yeah. out the worst a- aspects of the show itself too. Like um, the wedding night with Sansa was a was probably the most controversial episode of the oh, show. Yeah, and you don't get that without that character. And um, so it's. I don't know. I'm kind of happy that he's gone because I thought he was. Oh, he was fucked up, but he was a little two dimensional, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I, I think, uh, I think in his place we'll now have Queen Cersei. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Especially after the, yeah, the last two episodes, man. Yeah. <laughs> she is evil. She fucking. I, yeah, I like I like characters like that. I mean, I feel like they need to have a character. Um, no matter if they're two dimensional or not, I mean, it's just like, it's just, they were just, uh, pushing the envelope a little bit on, on certain things and, and to see how evil a character can get, you know, and, uh, in those, you know, the lighter moments in the show. Yeah. And then there's those really dark ones, especially with Ramsey. So yeah, really, really happy. He died in this last <laughs> season by his own dogs too. That was super cool. Yeah. And then Sansa and she was, you know, Sansa was, uh, Sansa, Sansa was, <laughs> was, uh, watching and you know it felt like a lot of relief you know it's like all this time she's been like you know been just in the shit dude she's been she's been the victim you know, especially with, she's been a victim you know with joffrey and the lannisters and all those characters like finally she gets some sort of you know she's um you know back in the north she's taking she's kind of taking um back the north and and you know with Jon snow and everything and and now she kind of gets some, you know, a little bit of payoff, which is great. You know, I feel like we've all been waiting for that. Well, I mean, in some way or form. You thought she was going to get that in season four when she started to show that she can be manipulative, that she's learned from Littlefinger. Um, like that shot after she lies to the council in the veil about Littlefinger and the death of Aunt Liza, and then she's walking down the stairs in that black dress. Her hair's darker. She's got some cleavage going on. You're like, oh, shit, Sansa's about to come rule shit. <laughs> and then season five, you're like, nope, she's just going to be a victim again. It was really yeah. nice to see her come into her own and run shit this season. Yeah. 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 It was, it was really it was really good. Like, finally, the Starks are. Uh, that's what's great. I feel like eventually the you know, the Starks are going to find each other. And um, it was great that for how, you know, from the very beginning, you know, with their father, Ned Stark being executed. You know, that kind of just 
deconstructed and took all the Starks apart yeah. and separated them and and brought them down to their very lowest points in their life. And it's I'm glad they're starting to, you know, bring those those characters uh, a little more to light and yeah, and just kind of give them some, you know, some some payoffs because you know we all like to see that that happen. So <laughs> yeah, uh, but but yeah, that's my number four man. Uh, Ramsey's death was a uh, was a good one. Definitely made me feel great inside. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fucked up thing to say, man. <laughs> right on. <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was I was just happy because no, it's like, no, I don't no. want this dude to to. to do any more damage as it is. Of course. And sometimes, you know, that's why Cersei's death, if it, if it comes eventually, I'll be happy because it's like, damn, this woman is evil. Fucked up. So, yeah. All right, Joe. All right, man. Uh, number your, three, uh, right? Number three. Yes, sir. So, um, the R plus J equal, or the R plus L equals J reveal um, of season six. We see the Tower of Joy scene. We see young Ned Stark go to his sister Lyanna, and um, she gives him the baby, and they have this close-up of the baby's face, and they do a beautiful cut to Jon Snow's face. And it's one of those things where the theory has been around for, what, 20 years now? And I only started watching the show before the fourth season picked up, so the last three seasons yeah. I've seen uh, live or whatever. But... I don't know. It had, it was such a powerful moment, even though it was all but confirmed. There's been a lot of hints towards it, but yeah. none of that took away from the impact of that moment. And I've never seen that before. I've never, you know, known the answer to something and have it not be lessened by that. But it was such a yeah. powerful fucking moment. And then to follow it up with, you yeah, King in the North, the king, you know, little, uh, <laughs> little Liana Marmont being like, He's got Ned Stark's blood running through him, and he's my king. <laughs> and uh, um, it's such a beautiful fucking moment. Like I don't like it was overwhelming, really. Um, oh yeah. But that reveal, I think, is fuck. That was one of the most satisfying moments. Like not just of TV, of of my life. You know. Oh yes. It was so good. Um, but yeah, I mean, and it's tough because you know there were so many good Jon Snow moments this last season. Um, when he, when he hung his, uh, his killers, you know, oh, yeah. and he's like, my watch has ended. And I was like, fuck yeah, strut out of that place. And then the next episode picks up and <laughs> he's still there. And you're like, well, that kind of lessened the impact of that. Um, <laughs> but like, I love when he's talking to Sansa and he's like, I'm done fighting. I killed a boy. Like, you know, all that shit's really great. But for me, it's like that reveal of the baby and then cut to Jon Snow. Fuck, that was powerful. So yeah, I mean the bit like the bigger role that he like you know he's gonna play with uh you know him having that that blood running through his veins. You know what I mean? Like um, and Targaryen blood. And I'm scared too because Sansa, you know, Littlefinger was in Sansa's ear right before that moment, and you saw yeah. them meet eyes, and you're just like Sansa, don't fuck John over. Like don't oh, fucking yeah. do that. And you know, she knows, yeah. she knows like his intention is to get the throne. That's all he wants is to be all powerful. Yeah. You know, manipulative. So I see a picture, a picture of me on the goal, <laughs> on the iron throne and you by my side <laughs> and my accent keeps fucking changing every two seconds. It's wonderful. <laughs> I, I still got to send you that video of that guy doing those impressions, man. It's so funny. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. 
We'll have to link it maybe in the description too. Right on. That'd be good. Oh yeah. Yeah, that 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 moment is is uh yeah, that's a that's a big one. And it's it's like once they had the like the Tower of Joy, like the the little like flashbacks with Bran, uh, Bran and like you know um Net, young Ned Stark um it's like oh man is this really going to happen and like you can hear all the discussions online oh fuck are they going to like confirm this right yeah you know is this, is this going to happen this season are they going to really confirm this and we got it we finally got it so. yeah in some way or form yeah beautiful but, um, it's fucking beautiful yeah hell yeah dude cool i like that what is your uh, number 3 sir this one has something to do with uh, mr john snow yeah. um as uh, most most Game of Thrones episodes, usually the season finales, um, there's always the moment near the end. It happens, and then like you're just like speechless, and you just don't know what to do with your. You just sit there looking at the credits, and usually there's like no music. Sometimes, yeah, at all. yeah. When uh, the really fucked the up music- stuff happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of actually, a lot of my list is just all this shocking stuff that happens. But um, this one is the mutiny of the Night's Watch, oh, and when all these guys. Stab Jon Snow to death. For the watch. And for the watch. Stab. And man, he gets stabbed like a bunch of times. I, I rewatched I rewatched that scene. I'm like, damn, there's like a lot of people that were, you know, like just against him. Yeah. And, and then, you know, of course the the you know the boy uh, Ollie. You know, finally. Oh. <laughs> so it's so like because you you could tell, like, you know, uh John kind of took him in, you know, in the beginning, and I know he he will never really forgive him for killing him. His uh his lover, um, with the arrow, um, Ingrid. but Ingrid, I know, man, like that, you could tell it's like, it was all over. He's like, he hates that kid. after that. So, Well, they had like, but, you know, like Martin or George R. R. Martin loves to play with tropes, you know, classic storytelling tropes. And they seemed like a very Batman and Robin dynamic, maybe more Dick Grayson as Batman and Damian Wayne as Robin. Yeah. <laughs> Less so Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson, but you know, they, they had a very Batman-Robin relationship, and to see Robin put a fucking knife through Batman's chest oh, yeah. and deliver the killing blow, that was... Now, how did you feel after that episode? Did you think Jon Snow was dead? Did you think he was going to come back? Uh, I don't know, because, you know, it's like, after that, like, all the theories went haywire online, like, is he coming back or whatever? And I was like, I just, I sat there, and I was like, oh, man. Like, because I, I feel like Jon Snow's character, you know, he's definitely developed and grown through the series, and he's become one of my favorite characters to watch. And Yeah. I, you know, I can't really imagine the story progressing without him. And you know, there was a little part of me that's like, okay, they've had resurrections, you know, different forms of resurrections on the show before. And, um, you know, funny enough, uh, what's-her-face, the... Uh, oh, the red, the, uh, the red woman. The red witch. Yeah, the Red Woman, um, you know, she was kind of placed in that, you know, in that, um, in the scene, or she was kind of introduced in the same area as they are. So quite telling. Know, I, I knew, that, yeah, I knew there was some sort of witchcraft. Something might happen, but again, it was, I was even thinking if they tried to do it, you know, would would he still be able to come back? You know, would, you know, if it was the the Red Woman, you know, would she be able to try and and you know almost fail at it? And it it seemed like she was going to fail at it. She's like, you know what? Sometimes, and she was saying, like, the gods kind of choose. It's not me that's really, you know, doing this. It's, you know, it's it's the gods' will to to either make him live or not. So, yeah. Yeah. But I, that was, uh, you know, one of those moments where I'm just, like, speechless. I just, I was like, what the hell? Like, what's what's going on? This guy's dead? What? In my mind, I, I you know, when a character dies on Game of Thrones, I, I try to ask myself, okay, did they serve the purpose of their character? 
And like, do they do they have any more story left? And Jon Snow felt so like abrupt. It was like, no, there, there's no way his story is over. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think that's why it shocked me so much. It's just like, it's, you know, it's like, wow, this happened. And, you know, I was expecting more. You know, I want more. He, I feel like he was going to, you know, lead the, you know, the, the Night's Watch lead. Uh, you know, get more people from the north to um, to fight the the White Walkers. Yeah. You know, he was becoming that leader figure, right? Very much so. And so it was such a just abrupt ending on that one. I think it was it the season finale. Of the it was last the last season, shot right? of season five. Yeah, and yeah, it's such a so brilliant it, way to get him out of the Night's Watch because he did die. His watch did end. Like he doesn't have that obligation anymore because, like Ned Stark, he's a man of honor, and yeah. he would have stayed with the Night's Watch even if he wanted to go do something else. So it is a really good story device to, to kill him and, and bring him back. I was hoping that they were going to try to burn his body. And that's when he was going to come back. Cause he's a Targaryen. So oh, like, okay. like Danny, when she got on the funeral pyre, yeah, you know, in season one, like how sick would that have been? If like, just all of a sudden he stands up in the flames, you know? Oh man. I feel like we might get a moment like that. Oh, we'll see. I hope so. I sure hope, I hope so. so too, man. Did you see that one that, thing online where like the blood that was coming out of him at first, it looked like a wolf and then it looked like a dragon. Yeah. I, you know what? I rewatched the scene and I was like, Oh man, that's kind of crazy. Like, and it's, I don't know if it's like just fan theories, like people trying to overanalyze the scene, but you know, there's, there's some stuff like that. Like it could be a subtle, you know, nod to like, you know, his, his heritage and, you know, who he, who his bloodline is. So, yeah. yeah, I read about that. And then I, I rewatched the scene today and I was like, oh, man, that that's pretty interesting. So hell yeah. Hell yeah, dude. So that's my that's my number three, dude. It's a fucking yeah. that's a good one. That's a very good one. Cool. All right. Number two. Yes, sir. All right. So this was my number one. This was like my whole idea for uh, doing Game of Thrones moments. But. I rewatched another scene this morning and I was like, you know what? Mm, no. So, <laughs> but my number two is Battle of the Bastards. You know, the whole episode is just like, like fucking just a pounding, like, a, like rough fucking sex or something. And then, you know, he, the, he fucking beats Ramsey down and that's, that's the orgasm. And then this beautiful fucking moment happens the the Bolton banners fall to the ground and a Stark banner oh, yeah. gets put back up. That moment, yeah. it didn't have characters, it didn't have anything, but that moment, I fucking almost shed a tear. I was like, I got so choked up. I was like, <gasps> and then, you know, the start of the next episode, you know how they do the whole map and everything, you see the Stark sigil when they go to Winterfell on the map. And it's just like, ah, the Starks are home. <laughs> and I just, yes. I can't explain like enough. I can't articulate how moving and how fucking beautiful seeing that banner get put back was, you know, that was the cigarette after the great fucking pounding. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's a very, very small, you know, it's a, like less than a two second shot, but I think it's one of the most powerful moments of the entire series, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's again, the payoff, like, you know, just it, finally the Starks, are, you know, are coming together and, you know, Sansa's found John and, and, you know, they're, you know, they're trying to, pro, pro, uh, trying to reclaim the North and, 
of course, Ramsey Bolton is in their way. So it was such a that episode's nuts, dude. Like the, so fucking crazy. The the bodies, like the wall of bodies, and like the whole scene with like Jon Snow like being buried alive. Dude, and, I felt like, like of, I was suffocating watching that. You just like it's very visceral, it, you know. Oh, dude, it was, and it's like you know what's gonna happen. Like, there's no any. Of course, they said the numbers. You know, John was very optimistic. He's like, you know, the numbers show like we don't have enough people, but we can, you know, w- wars have been won with, you know, this many people. And you, you have that like uh, tension and, and just like anticipation for the, the battle. And it's like, man, how's this going to happen? Like, you know, is, is, do they have enough people? You know, what's going to, you know, is John going to come out? Is he going to die again? Right. Like what's going on? Because you know? good very rarely ever prevails on Game of Thrones. Like the right thing yeah. rarely ever happens. Um, so that was fuck such a good moment, but and then the you know Knights of the Vale came and rescued the day and just destroyed the rest of that army. Yeah. <laughs> after then, but yeah, it is it is nice to finally see like hey they they took back the North and because they've been out since to... what season two I think is when Theon came and yeah dude there that the North has been yeah it's been it's been taken over for a while yeah and especially after Ned, Ned's execution and you know just everyone just trying to micromanage that area so yeah it's, uh yeah that was that was a great episode one of probably one of my again those last two episodes this last season or season six man just probably probably my two favorite episodes of tv and just overall like it was just so so grand and and the payoffs were great so that's a good that's a good choice man yeah thank you I, thank fuck you. i should have had that one on my list too <laughs> damn well, speaking of, what is your number two, sir? Uh, it's it was a tough one because there's the last I was kind of going back and forth with one and two. Uh, this is the mountain versus the viper. Ah, uh, the try the trial of combat. Um, and you know we see the viper. Uh, is it Prince? I can't say Oberyn. Is it Oberyn, Oberyn Martell? Oberyn. Oh man, and, you know his character, and you know he has this beef with the Lannisters. Uh, for them killing his sister and, you know, raping his sister. And it was, it was the moment, you know, he's, you know, becoming Tyrion's, um, you know, champion, you know, yeah. his, uh, you know, his combat champion. Like it was, it was great. It like fit into place. He's like, you know, I, I've wanted to get revenge so bad on your family in some way or form. And this will be a, a way to, to kind of, you know, to say my statement and do this. But of course the mountain is a, just a gigantic dude. And, <laughs> He's our age. To out, oh my god! Yeah. It's like, how do you how do you uh, you know how do you defeat a guy like that? And you can you can see the Viper is a you know he was such a skilled uh, fighter and and you know it was like it felt like it was equally matched. But man, I just knew I knew it right away. I was like, this guy's getting a little too cocky right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and Tyrion and knew it too. Tyrion's yeah, watching like, oh s- shit. Yeah, he's like sweating bullets over there because like if this guy dies. I'm going to jail and, you know, executed or whatever. And, um, and then that scene where he's just like, you know, just, you know, saying the crowd repeatedly, you know, repeating the, that, you know, his sister was killed and raped and all that. And then all of a sudden the mountain just like knocks him over, puts his freaking thumbs into his eyes, eye sockets and just squeezes his face. Like a grape. Like a grape, dude. So, (laughs) and that was another like shocking, like, oh shit moment. Like, oh God, I can't believe this happened right now. (laughs) Like, and it just it just total one eighty. Like you kind of had a a feeling like Viper was gonna come, like you know, triumphant and victorious, and 
all of a sudden it just switches again, 180s, and, you know, it just turns to the worst. And it's just one of those moments where it's just like, wow, I can't believe the show just did this right now. Yeah, yeah. That so, episode's yeah, a that's, fucking gut punch. Yeah, it is. It is. And, oh, man, I, I would have had so much relief if the mountain went down for that. But, you know, of course they have the mountain walking around as like a zombie or something right now. Yeah. Whatever, whatever he is. I don't know what he is, like Frankenstein or something. Cersei's protector. Cersei's protector, which I'm hoping uh, the mountain and the hound kind of get into it. Cleegan Bowl. Dude, I am so, so hoping that's going to happen, which I, that'll be another How can't it, right? I know, right? And of course they've had their beef with each other, you know, as brothers. And um, didn't, didn't the mountain cause... Yep. Um, his like his face to be burnt, right? Mm-hmm. The, yeah, so that they definitely have the beef with each other. So, um, but yeah, that was quite a shocking moment for me, and um, one scene from Game of Thrones that I always kind of think of when I, I think of kind of like the top top favorite scenes or or whatnot. So that's my number two, dude. Very good, very nice. Uh, well, you took my number one. Um. Oh man, I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, my number one is 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 the fight because, you know, it's another subversion of classic story fairy tale trope, right? He's basically Nigo Montoya, right? Instead of, oh, yeah. you know, you killed my my name is Nigo Montoya, you kill my father, prepare to die. His is uh you raped her, you murdered her, you killed my children or killed her children and over and oh. over and over again. So I mean it really is that character. But we don't get the payoff, you know, like, yeah, like an ego does with the six fingered man. But, um, <laughs> but the scene, the last scene of the episode before it, or it's not the last scene, excuse me. It's the penultimate, but, um, you know, Tyrion's in his cell, cell rotting and he feels like he's, no one's going to fight for him because bronze turned him down. And then, yeah. you know, you mentioned it, but Oberyn comes in and he tells a story about, you know, you were, we met once when you were a baby and you were so disappointing. And Tyrion's like, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm a disappointment to everyone. Fuck you. And he's like, yeah. You know, I, I'd heard the story of, of the monster born to Tywin Lannister. And, you know, um, Cersei always said how much she hated you and wanted you dead. And um, she kept teasing us that she would show you the monster. Show us the monster. Show us the monster. And finally, her and Jamie did. And I was disappointed because... You know, there was no monster. I told her, that's a baby. You know, the head was a little big. The arms and the legs were a little short. And he had a (laughs) tiny pink cock. But that was it. And um, (laughs) and then, you know, he goes on to say, you know, Cersei grabbed your your little cock and squeezed it so hard. I thought she was going to rip it off. Your brother stopped her, which is a, a beautiful parallel for them as adults. Cersei's trying to fuck Tyrion over. Jamie is kind yeah. of coming to the rescue. Um, yeah. And then he fucking grabs that. He's like, but what about what I want? You know, I want, yeah. you know, to get revenge. And he picks up that torch. I will be your champion. Like, fuck! Like that <laughs> moment, dude. And then, of course, you're like, no way is this going to end well. And And that entire fight sequence is so well done. You're on the edge of your seat the whole know, right? fucking time. The whole time. <laughs> But, you know, as and as soon as the mountain went down, I was surprised, but I was like, but as soon as he started, you know, yelling, 
you raped her, you murdered her, you killed her children. It's like, fuck, dude, shut up and put the spear in yeah, his neck, you know? Just finish him finish off. it. Yeah. I, I feel like it's always one flaw in a lot of, like, movies and shows when they have stuff, like, situations like that. It's like, dude, just double tap him. Like, <laughs> just... <laughs> yeah. Just, 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 just kill him. Like, you know, they always, they always have that moment where it's like, man, you gotta talk and, you know... I know he's trying to make his statement and everything and, you know, make the battle mean something um, to all the masses and all the people watching and stuff. So, but uh, yeah, dude, I, I, that story, like before in the chamber, like I thought that was interesting. You I, know, he, he was siding with Tyrion, you know, he, he saw that his family despised him and he didn't like, his, you know, they were both kind of on the same wavelength. Yeah. And, um, Very rare do we get characters in Game of Thrones that are level headed and, yeah, you yeah. know, actually have, a good heart or something. And, uh, and I, I think it's just a brilliantly acted scene. It's so, so well done. Um, everybody, everybody brought their a game to that. So I think that's my favorite fucking moment of the entire game of Thrones series. Hell yeah, dude. What is yours? It's, oh man. Uh, this one, I can't remember what season it's probably like season four or whatever, but this was like the other, Oh shit. That actually happened moment. <laughs> so, uh, it's an older one. It's the Red Wedding, man. Ooh, season three. Three, right? Okay, episode three. nine. Um, yeah, that that just wow. That was yeah. uh, you know, they're all having a fun time, and they you know they, they you know Rob Robert Stark uh, you know said respectfully declined the marriage between the two houses, and they were like nominating what his cousin to uh to um to marry into the family and. Of course, that didn't sit well with uh, you know the those guys. So Walter Frey, yeah, man, the Frey, yeah, Lord, yeah. And then they, I mean, that's cool. They, they, I didn't realize they were keeping the cousin like captive um, in the like I think it was last season, right? Yeah, they were showing some scenes, but yeah, that that whole thing, like the this the tension of it all happening, and then like you start to piece it together, like uh, Catelyn Stark sees like the chainmail and everything, and they they obviously are kind of piece it together like hey we're not here for a celebration we're here to for our deaths yeah and that just shocking like just all these you know everyone gets killed and then you know um catelyn starts like hey you know i'm gonna kill your your wife you know i'm gonna take something away from you if you kill my my baby boy and and um and it's it just like so emotional and and that scene where they you know they slit his throat and then she slits the guys the girl's uh the wife's throat and then they kill Catelyn too, and it's just like just a bloodbath, man. And oh man, it's just it was just again like a mouth opener. Like I was, my mouth was just like, what what was going on? I just could not speak. I was just like, what is what just happened right now? And I remember when that scene came out, and everyone was just talking about it, like the Red Wedding. Have you guys seen the Red Wedding? Yeah. Episode, and it's just such a, you know, you know, it closed the chapter on you know the you know Robert Stark as as the King of the North. Um, and trying to take back the North and man, it just, it just showed, uh, you know, the tensions they still have with the Lannisters, the Lannisters send the regards. So, oh man. I watched that Christmas Eve right before we oh, went Christmas to, Eve. uh, my <laughs> uncle Mike's house and like, we're at my uncle Mike's house and I, you okay? What's wrong? What's wrong? I'm just kind of depressed right now. <laughs> they killed Rob. They killed, killed. Uh, Talisa, they kill Catelyn. Like, what are you talking like, about? Uh, like, like oh, half the Game Stark family, dude. <laughs> half the Stark family, man. It's just, and it's like you again, like 
it was built up like, hey, man, he might actually try to take the North and, you know, try to defeat the Lannisters and the Frey. And, but that didn't happen, so. <laughs> yeah. Tywin is fucking ruthless. Yeah. Yeah, man. And that was actually another one. Um, I wish I, I was thinking about it on my list. Uh, Tyrion killing his father. Yeah. Um, you know, in the, in the, on the crapper. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on Father's Day. That was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that was a shocking moment for sure. And that was, I was going to be on my list too. It's a good uh, one. But again, again, we said there's just so many, there's just so many moments in Game of Thrones that just kind of, um, you know, get us. And, you know, the, it's cool. We had some different ones on there cause there's just so much happening in the show and really excited to see what they're going to do in this next season. So. Yeah. Um, which I am kind of sad. I, I heard it's going to be delayed till like at the summer. I know. We have to wait um, a full fucking year. I know, right? And we're only getting I seven mean, episodes. Ah, they'll probably be really good episodes. Yeah, so. I know. If I'm they, pretty stoked. If they're the caliber of uh, season six, I'll be happy. So, um, But yeah, man, number one, Red Wedding. That is a very good choice. Bloody, very bloody uh, episode. <laughs> very nice. Uh, and then they kill what's his face, the uh, Robert's uh, wife, pregnant wife. Oh yeah. my god, it was just like right just in the so much, right in the gullet. Oh, dude, so much shit happening. And then you, you think like, oh man, they're gonna like, you know, would they have any sense to spare them? And you know, you know, Catelyn's like uh, begging, like, just spare my son, just spare him, you know. And but they're like, no, for, you know, screw this, man. Yeah, you're you're the future king of the north. We we got you on we got you in our trap. So. It felt very yeah. um, when they're like this, the Lannisters send their regards. Felt very like wait, is this are we watching a mafia movie? Like felt very <laughs> anachronistic. And I have enjoyed yeah. in season six seeing um, Walter Frey refer to it as the Red Wedding. Like it's just kind of funny to oh, hear yeah. that come out of his mouth. Like don't forget who got married at the Red Wedding. It's like, really? That's, <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's got an f- official title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was, oh, man. <laughs> I felt like, I, I think I was going to have, like, dinner after the episode, and I was just like, I don't want to eat right now. It's, yeah. You lose, because they become, little... I mean, such is the way with, with TV characters, but you spend so much time with these characters that, you know, you like them, you enjoy them. They're not part of your family, but they're part of your life. So when they get killed like that in such a brutal way, you feel it. Yeah. And I felt like that, that season or that episode was just, uh, like the moment where you're like, well, you know what? No one's really safe on game of Thrones anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it could, it could turn, you know, the character that you invested some time into can just die any second. Yeah. And I felt like that's where they made their statement. Like, Hey, you know what? You can get attached to these characters, but, you know what? They might bite the dust anytime soon. It's so, true. So true. Yeah. So that was great, man. Yeah. yeah. Good list. Good man. list. I enjoyed that. Um, it was difficult, but very difficult. It was enjoyable. Uh, I love how you're, you were quoting some of the Vipers quotes. Maybe we could do a top five on like top oh, five Game of Thrones, shit. like quotes, man. There's so or... much good dialogue in that show though. I know it's so good. It's so well fucking written. Jesus Christ. Um, maybe that'd be fun though. We'll do it one of these days. Most excellent. Um, well, yeah, man. that brings us to sex effects share time with the sex effects. 
Uh, Shawnee, do you have anything that you'd like to uh, share with our audience this week? Uh, nothing much, really, dude. I'm just uh, kind of just excited about all this Game of Thrones stuff, man. Might rewatch the uh, seasons, but you know, leading up to the next season seven. But um, at the moment, dude, nothing really. I I, I think last week I said uh, check out Stranger Things on Netflix. Uh, finally finished it. it. Was really great. Nice show. It's like I still have to get through episodes. it. Yeah. Did you start it at least? Or not yet? Uh, we put it on the other night, and cr- it was kind of late. Interesting. Went. Wait a minute. Are these aliens? And I said, I don't know. And she goes, Yeah, I I, I can't do it right now. She's terrified of aliens. <laughs> um, I I saw this really cool video today of them comparing certain scenes from the show to like a lot of these like sci-fi and horror films in the eighties. Oh, nice. And I guess they, I guess they took a lot of um, like uh, imagery and cinematography compared to some of those films like E.T. and uh, Alien, um, Freddy Krueger, funny enough. Oh, wow. So it, it was, yeah, it was, it was cool. I'll have to send you the link because, oh, I don't, actually, you should watch the show first, then I'll send you the link. Okay, um, cool, yeah. But it, it's, it's cool. They, they definitely took the same tone from those like 80s sci-fi slash horror films. Um, and I, I don't know if it was on purpose or if they were just trying to pay homage to uh, some of those scenes from those movies, you know, kind of like a, a way of them recreating those those scenes. So, yeah, but yeah it's a cool show to check it out. Uh, but nothing really, man. I um, yeah, man, I'm just uh, just chilling today. Uh, nothing really to share this week, but I will have something for you guys next week. Excellent. Anything. How about you, Joe? Um, same. I don't really have anything. However, I would like to uh, shout out or, or what have you. I don't know if you've heard. I know there's fires raging down in Southern California right now, but there's there's yeah. a big fire tearing apart Carmel Valley and Big Sur. Oh, shit. They've deemed the air unhealthy because there's so much ash. Um, I was sitting out on my deck yesterday typing away, and there's ash covering my keyboard. So it's pretty bad right now. Um, people yeah. are being evacuated from their homes a uh like a tractor something flipped over a bulldozer was trying to fight the fire tipped over and somebody died so you know thoughts prayers donations whatever um to all the california fires and the people fighting them and the people that are displaced or or what have you because of them yeah but uh not to leave it on such a down note but uh you know it's it's important and you know yeah, it's it's good to talk about it too, and you know, it's I feel like a podcast also is a record of time as well, and what's going on in our in our in our lives and and the things around us. So, um, yeah, it's it's crazy, man. Like the fire down here, um, I like it's pretty far from where I'm at at the moment, but like the you could see the the smoke, and it was weird because it's been really nice and sunny out here, but the light and how the sun hits the smoke mm-hmm. and like turn the the like whole sky kind of like uh i don't know it's just like this like sepia color yeah yeah ours it's really strange i'll to, send like, you a picture at downtown monterey it's it's the same thing it's like a dark orangish kind of yeah, thing yeah, yeah. and you, you can smell it in the air you can you know see the some of the ash and everything it's and then you know again thoughts and prayers to anyone out there and um and all the firefighters yeah. doing a, you know, doing their job and, you know, really thankful for that. So, um, yeah, dude, that's, uh, some crazy stuff. It is quite, quite, quite. um, 
<laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, excellent. Well, this was a good show, Shawnee. Where can we find more of your work on the internet? Uh, you can find me at Sean Day Music on Instagram, and then you can find me on my website, SeanDayMusic.net. Check out some music, some videos, and whatnot. And uh, Joe, where can we find you? Find me at Joey Prady on Instagram. You can try to add me, but I'm private and I'm skeptical when people try to add me. And uh, <laughs> I just started a blog uh, a couple days ago, jparati89.wordpress.com. Um, just it's I'm treating it like a Zenga and, uh, you know, just kind of writing whatever. And I, it doesn't have structure like it's not like about any one thing. It's just to try to keep me writing every day. And I've already missed several days, but that's fine. Um, so <laughs> if you want to check that out. That's there too. Cool, dude. Yeah. Uh, what, are you are you writing uh, kind of like personal experiences there, or is it stuff you're working on? It's more like just journaling. Like, okay, this happened today, or the, oh, you want to hear a funny story that I wrote down there? Yeah. So went out last Thursday with a few guys that I graduated with. Got pretty drunk. Ubered home. Um, by the way, the Uber driver was playing. He had two or three monitors in his car, and they're all playing Terminator Salvation. I don't know what the fuck that was all about. Um, like of all the Terminators, um, but um, I was like, "Is this salvation?" He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "Okay," but I get home and I was smart enough to be like, "I need aspirin before I go to bed." Like, I don't want to wake up with this massive hangover. So I grab the aspirin bottle, and the pills are a lot bigger than the aspirin I'm used to, and they tasted fucking funky, and they like stuck to my tongue, and I was like, "What?" But whatever, I downed a glass of water, went to bed. The next morning, I check, because I see the, the ibuprofen bottle that I thought, or, you know, that I, I couldn't find the night before over on Christine's nightstand. And I go into the kitchen, and I look at the bottle that I t- took from, and there it was it was dog aspirin. Oh, shit. So <laughs> I, I've tried dog aspirin, and it's, it's not great. Don't do it. <laughs> Did it help your uh, your hangover? <laughs> it helped. It did help, but I don't recommend it. I, I every time I thought about it, I like threw up in my mouth a little bit. But uh, but yeah, so it's shit like that is what you'll find on my blog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that's so funny, dude. Yeah. Um, man, I've never tried that. I've never done that before. I've uh, I've taken like way too much. Uh, NyQuil one time when I was sick and I just like fell asleep real hardcore and then woke up for work the next day and I was like, damn, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it NyQuil makes you feel like you didn't get any sleep. Like it makes you yeah. more tired and you have fucked up dreams. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. Yeah. Well, oh, um, well yeah. we're going to be leading this show off with the song one to two that we recorded. Um, any any thoughts on this on this recording, sir? Uh, this was another earlier song we recorded or uh, wrote together. Um, was this the one we wrote it in England, dude? Or? We wrote it at your uncle's house in Sheffield. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. So we wrote this one when we were um, traveling in in England, and yeah, man, it's Chesterfield, like the, the birth of Jeez. the Chesterfield. Yeah, the birth of the sex effects <laughs> up there in in England. So yeah, man, it's a cool song, and I really like the. Uh, kind of the, the vibe of the song and the pacing of it. And yeah, it's a fun one, dude. Yeah. And we, we managed to put some other instruments on there, like some strings and um, some cool stuff in there. So yeah, hope you guys like it.
I really hope you do too. Um, but anyway, um, until until next time, I'm Joey Prati. And I'm Sean Day. Thanks for, Thanks listening. for listening. And I'll always taste again. That's one thing I won't soon forget. I think about it day and night. How you were wrong and I was right. Images in my head turn. Things to which you no concern. I'll not take responsibility. Well, I am the one you're searching and You get to kiss someone goodnight. While on the grass from my pillow tight. Dreaming again of a better time when I called you mine. I loved you, I loved you fast. I love you still, though it's shit past. I do these things, but to no avail. In your eyes, I can't help but fail. I said some things over the phone, things that should have been left alone. Now we're standing here. I could have been the best, dear. Made things a bit more clear. Do you see that now? Are you with me now? You're always in my head. You should be in my bed. And I'll have to change, yeah.